You're listening to another football episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns with Banker Bill. Ryan, you should get off the internet. And your guy, Bully Rye. I think it's a brilliant idea. That's right, everybody. It's another live football episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns. As always, it's your guy, Bully Rye. Thanks if you're watching live on Facebook.com slash Tapouts and Touchdowns on Twitter at Tapouts and TDs or on our YouTube channel. We are at a special time slot this week, unless you're listening to, on the, on, to it on the podcast platform uh, in your car, on your way to work, whatever the case is. Uh, if you are joining live, make sure you leave some comments below wherever you're watching and we'll read them live on the air. Without further ado, to have every football show, we have to, uh, we have to welcome back once again banker bill bill what's going on bud what's happening man it's football time uh we it actually have to get we have to get this in because your team plays tonight so yeah very important yeah it's uh it is important the lions play the packers tonight meanwhile i'm over here trying to uh trying to make sure everybody knows that we are live uh so that we can get some fan interaction again that I'm a, I'm yeah expert. oh yeah bill bill's gonna get his people in here um I'll push behind the curtain a little bit um I we had we had somebody scheduled to do guest pickums with us tonight, and unfortunately he had sort of a family emergency, so he couldn't back out. And uh, and I was telling Bill off the air, um, you know, at some point, just take ten minutes out of your life and give it to me. Oh, <laughs> salty, so much salt. Because um, it was it was hard getting track of somebody to come do picks, but we're we're gonna have Aaron from from uh, Carolina Business Equipment back on the show this evening to to talk uh this week's picks in both college and pro football uh without further ado we had a lot of requests on stuff that people wanted us to talk about this week heading into week five of college football and week four of the nfl uh and in particular there's a lot of college football we're going to get to so if you're not used to hearing us talk about college football we're going to talk about it a little bit tonight not sure how long it's going to go but we are going to talk about it so uh bill let's get right into it um the Pac-12, we have talked about the Pac-12 on the show. The fact that they have uh, essentially, for all intents and purposes, collapsed. Uh, they will be the Pac-2 come next season as uh, USC, UCLA left for the Big Ten. Uh, and then Colorado decided to leave to go back to the Big 12. And then I believe it was Washington, Oregon, and I can't remember the other team, decided to go follow Southern Cal and UCLA to the Big Ten. And then the ACC was fighting to get, uh, I believe it was, help me out here. It was like Arizona. Stanford, it was Stanford, Cal, and I believe SMU will be joining the ACC next year. Um, but having said all that, the Pac-12, if you can believe it, is probably the best conference in college football. They have... I believe let's see one, two, three, four, five, six teams in the top 25, four of which are in the top 10, five of which are undefeated. Bill, do you think this if if this had happened two years ago, they would have had some sort of ammunition to go to the net networks and, and be able to develop and establish a network agreement so that you wouldn't have what we're having happen right now in the Pac 12? I mean, is that what really drove it? Is that, I mean, obviously it was money, right? But I think it was also recruiting. But I think in the end, yeah, it was the TV money. 
That's a good question. Um, they didn't. I mean, are they are they surprising us a little bit this year? I think yes. And I think the last few years they had some down years where they didn't have a great number of teams that were doing really well. I think Washington, USC, they were all kind of in the rankings every single year along with Oregon. But other than that, there wasn't a whole lot else going on out there. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Problem with the left coast. We'll call it the left coast because if you're looking at a map, not because of their political views or anything like that, I'm just calling it the left coast, right? The problem with the West Coast, I lived out there for 18 years, is that people don't care enough about the West Coast. They just don't. It's the We have an East Coast bias in the United States. It's been like that for a long time. And when you're out there, you realize it, that that is a real thing. And I just don't know if they schools ever felt like they would be relevant. I think there was part of the money thing, and I think they were trying to get some relevancy by joining the larger conferences that are that are based out of the you know more the East Coast um, by by you know leaving the Pac-12 and basically ending its its uh, its existence. I mean, it's I, I'm I'm sad about it. I don't I don't like. I think we've talked about it on the show. I do not like what is happening in college football, and I'm really happy. In fact, I would be elated. And we talked about it. I think three weeks ago, four weeks ago, maybe. I would be elated if a Pac-12 team wins the national championship. Yeah, it's to me it's crazy because like the SEC has been dominant for the better part of let's call it two decades. I mean, outside of the early 2000s where you had Miami, yeah. Iowa State, Southern Cal, Texas in the national championship picture, it's been Florida, Alabama, it's been Auburn, LSU. The SEC has dominated the top of college football, especially when it comes to national championships. So in having their dominance, not in just a college football, but they also, they've also been pretty dominant in other sports. You look at college baseball, I believe like six of the last 10 national championships in baseball went to the SEC. I believe this was an all SEC college baseball final again this year. Uh, LSU, basketball. Florida. Yep. yep. Basketball. You had, you know, you've, you've had so many teams come out of the SEC, Kentucky, Florida in the last 15 years or so. Um, Alabama's gotten good at times. Georgia's been good at times. Um, so having said that, you've also got a lot of really good teams out West in, in all sports. Now, that being said, UCLA baseball finally won a national title a few years back. Um, so so obviously this, is, this has more to do with football. Mm-hmm. But when the SEC was building their, their lineage and building their dominance, not just in football, but in all sports, they knew the CBS contract was coming up. Uh, the They were creating the SEC network. The Big Ten had their own network. Or not the Big Ten. The University of Texas had the Longhorn network. But the SEC was getting their own network. You knew right then and there this was something big. Had, instead of that happening, instead of, let's say, hypothetically, let's say Colt McCoy never gets hurt, Texas beats Alabama in the national championship, and maybe we go a different path as, as far as the way that the SEC goes. I know it's a, it's I don't a know about that. That's just a, I, that's a I agree. It's a stretch, but I think Alabama was on its way by then. Yeah. That was just, I the think first so year. too. Yeah. But the idea that if, if we had teams like Southern Cal, that's now again, Southern Cal was put on, on probation because of the Reggie Bush stuff. Right. Um, you had Oregon under Chip Kelly. That was pretty, pretty good for a while. Uh, played, played Auburn tough in the national championship game. If I feel like if you had that sort of dominance on the West Coast or if you had that sort of notoriety on the West Coast, obviously the number one number one concern now 
is how do we get visibility, which is why Southern Cal and UCLA said they right. left to go to the Big Ten because they don't, they're tired of playing 1045 kickoff games that nobody watches. Except for me. It, it, I mean, listen, if I was living on the West Coast, I would love to wake up at nine o'clock in the morning, eat a bowl of cereal, watching college football. I hated it. And watch until I went to bed. So the, the idea to me is that I think had roles reversed and the Pac 12 somehow maintain that dominance under Southern Cal, Oregon, Stanford, even with Andrew Luck. I think that it would have given the Pac-12 a better chance to secure a more lucrative TV deal. Uh, along with along with not just a more lucrative TV deal, but also a TV deal that gives more exposure to the East Coast. And I think the Pac-12 survives. I truly do. It's I'm with you. I, I didn't care. Until now, looking at Washington at 4-0, Southern Cal at 4-0. Oh, you Oregon didn't care that it was going away. I didn't care that it was going away. Oh, really? No, I See, I, I did. I did. I, I didn't want to. I don't like the realignment of the conferences. I don't like the super conferences. I would like. I was hoping to see the Pac-12 pull in some teams and survive, and I don't think that's possible now. There's just too many that have left. I don't know what Washington State – Washington State's ranked right now. Yep. They looked good. I mean, they, they just beat – uh, Oregon State, who has DJ That's Oregon Ukulele. State's only loss. Yeah. And, Oregon, and Oregon, exactly. Oregon's 19th in the country after that loss. And they look good. And they are without a conference as it stands. You can't imagine the Pac-12 is going to roll as the Pac-2. So where are they going to be? Are they, do they go independent? Do they join the Mountain the West? Mountain West. I mean, that's a real step down for Washington State. There's a team that's won Rose Bowls before. I mean, they don't have any national yeah. championships, but they've been nationally prominent before. I mean, Drew Bledsoe, we had uh, Ryan Leaf. Oh, that's funny. I, I, I brought him up. But, uh, I mean, we had good quarterbacks come out of come out of that college. Andrew and, Luck, um, Aaron Rodgers came out of Cal. Well, that's Pac-12. I mean, that's the Pac-12. Yeah, I'm talking about Washington Pac State yeah. specifically. Like, Washington they're legitimate. State they're, yeah. they're a decent football team. And where do, what do they do? I just I just don't like any of this. It's Well, I'm interested to see where it lands because it's interesting. Do I like it? No. Well, real quick, let's uh, read a couple of the comments here. Volley Polly in the chat. Uh, catching some of the show on his lunch break. Make sure you can catch the rest of it whenever uh, whatever the podcast goes live on platforms tomorrow. Mama Frick back in the house. How you doing, Mom? Mama Frick's here. All right. Uh, so we're going to stay in the Pac-12, at least because they're still in the Pac-12 right now. Uh, the biggest game of the weekend came, and it's a game that we picked, between number 10 Oregon and, at the time, number 19 Colorado. We all took Colorado. We all took a loss on Colorado. To cover. Last week because we're like, to cover. 21. We're going to cover 21. 21. Points. They didn't cover it, man. Colorado they almost didn't cover double the humbles Colorado does Oregon. Uh, I'm sure you saw some of the videos that, that came out after the game had started about, first of all, a couple of players sort of like scraped up the Oregon logo at midfield uh, from Colorado. You had the, the head coach for Colorado in his pregame speech saying, we're not winning this game in Hollywood. We're not playing this game Oregon. in Hollywood. We're playing on the Oregon coach. Yeah. yeah that's what I say? Yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, you had Oregon's coach come out and say, uh, you know, we're not playing this game in Hollywood. We're playing it on the, on the field out here. Um, their Cinderella story ends today. And boy, howdy, as as my friend PJ Steven would say, boy, hmm. howdy, did Oregon humble Colorado. And Colorado does not have an easy matchup this week as they play Southern Cal. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's going to get worse. Bill, everybody was excited about, about Coach here. Prime. Um, everybody was excited about Coach Prime. Mm -hmm. Hey, Pedro. What's going on, bud? Oregon stopping the yard. I, I'm with you. Uh, Truly. Did Oregon finally put Colorado in their place? Because we talked about the fact that they took two overtime to beat Colorado State. 
Mm-hmm. They had, they had a tough time with TCU when TCU looked good, but now TCU's out of the top 25. They don't yeah. look like they were last year. Yeah. Um, is this a sign for things to come? Does, does Colorado sort of fall off here and, and fight to make a bowl game after this loss to, to, to Oregon? Well, I kept saying we don't know what we don't know, right? That's what we – every week we're trying to figure that out. Where do these teams stack up? You don't know how good TCU was. You don't know anything about that. So Colorado beats them and looks good doing it, right? Put up a lot of yards. Ever since then, if you look at their offensive numbers and what they've done on the field, hasn't really been that good. They were pretty decent against Nebraska. They weren't good against Colorado State. And then they go into Oregon and they're awful. And they look awful. They looked poorly coached. They had seven pre-snap penalties in the first half. It's what That's we expected terrible. to see at the beginning of the season. I Admitted mean, do we, so. do we, we expect both to see said. them being, you know, uh, I mean, it, they're I don't undisciplined. Think we expect, yeah, I don't. I don't know if we expect them to be undisciplined. I mean, it is, it is Coach Prime, right? We we want to see these guys play football at the right the right way, and right now they're not. They're just they're showboats. Yep. It's what they ended up looking like, and it's not good. And if USC absolutely stomps them, like like Pedro said, if they stomp, if USC stomps the yard with Colorado again, we're going to look at Colorado probably having a losing record this season because they face six ranked teams going down the stretch. They've played one, and that one almost shut them out. We just established that the Pac-12 might be the premier college football mm-hmm. conference this season. And Colorado's uh, not one of those premier teams, even though they're in that conference. It does not get any easier. Reminder, if you're watching the show live via Facebook or YouTube where we've got the viewers here, make sure you leave a comment below. Uh, let us know if you want us to talk about anything or read the comments live on the air, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll go from there. We'll shift over from the Pac-12 to the SEC because it was somebody something else that was requested of us. Um, it was suggested that there has been a balance shifted in the SEC from the West to the East as the only three teams in the SEC that remain undefeated all hail – from the SEC East, uh, with number one Georgia, unranked Kentucky, and number 23 Missouri as your undefeated teams. The SEC West is filled with nothing but three and one teams aside of Arkansas and Mississippi State sitting at two and two. If you look at the rest of the SEC East, I believe Florida is three and one. Uh, South Carolina is two and two. Two and two. I'm trying to think they lost. Yeah, North Carolina and Georgia. Uh, South Carolina's two and two. Um, Tennessee, I believe, is. Three and one after Three their one, loss yeah. to Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill, is has, is there a shift? Is a shift taking place in the SEC? Now, granted, I'm not saying that that the LSU, the Alabama is better. You're trying to make me SEC. angry with this question. You're I am to trying to make you angry. I'm trying question? to provoke. I'm trying to evoke an emotion out of you, Bill. Uh, has there been a shift in the SEC? Was the okay? Wait, we're saying the SEC was dominated by West West. Western, what do they call? What do they even call those? The West teams, the West, the West division, Conference? West yeah, division, the SEC West division. Yeah, my bad. Um, no, you're good. What team other than Alabama has dominated that side of that conference? I mean, LSU won the West last year. Okay, that's once they won a national championship, a national like championship. three years okay. ago with Joe Fair. Burrow. Fair. Uh, Auburn was up there for a few. Nah, years. Auburn's Cam kind of been Newton. bad for about five or six in, years. Yeah, yeah, but for a Four while years. they were they Four were years. they were up there. They okay, were but so was Florida. So yeah. was Georgia. That's fair. I mean, so you still think it's you still think it doesn't matter. I don't think whoever's top. I think I think if you aren't paying attention to Alabama, then the best team in the conference right now is Georgia. And I don't think Mm -hmm. anybody's going to argue that right now. Yeah, they've been the best team in the conference for this will be the third year in a row. 
obviously the two, you know, back-to-back national championships. So has there been a shift? No, the shift has always been with the East Coast. It's been the last two years. They've been dominated by Georgia. Georgia's been winning. No, it goes back and forth. There's an ebb and flow. And Alabama was up for a while. They were up for about 10 years. And they don't have a quarterback right now. That's their problem. They have talent all over the field. I mean, that, they still have unbelievable recruiting classes there in Alabama. And they just don't have a quarterback right now. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I don't. I don't, I don't think there's, there's a been... shift, Ryan. The answer to that question is no. You just made me angry. I, I think the East has always been better. Oh, that's funny. That's. I mean, that's. It's amazing. I mean, it's. Uh, it's hard to explain. Like, I mean, the East was dominant for so long between Florida, mm-hmm. Georgia, Tennessee, and then uh, mainly, you know, mainly I'm... Florida. But it was mainly. I mean, honestly, it was mainly Florida. They ran off a lot between the mid '90s, and I mean, there was a lot. Georgia was it, never that great. I mean, it was the 2000s was the was the Florida. Ten- Tennessee Florida was won. excellent. Tennessee had had a lot of really good teams. Tennessee was uh, good in the late 90s, and the, mm-hmm. I would argue in the 2000s they fell off. Right, the Manning, uh, Manning to, Lee Martin. Yeah, they they lost to to South Carolina. The one game that I didn't go to that year because I had to work. They lost to South Carolina in Columbia, and that was what got Philip Fulmer fired. And they went on the the, the one year fiasco with Lane Kiffin, and it's taken them this long to try to get back to relevance. And then they get blown out by Florida a couple weeks ago. So I mean, the reality of SEC is you have about six to seven real teams in that conference. Yep. Well, speaking of real teams, volleyball, comes in and says, Kentucky's a pretender. Not going to disagree. We'll find out this year or that's this why, week. That's why they are unranked in four. No. And then going back to the Pac-12 just for a minute, Pedro comes in, thinks that, uh, doesn't think Travis Hunter makes a difference. Um, but you can obviously see how much they struggle without him. I mean, it's, it's a point to be made. Um, let's go one more college football story before we get into the NFL. Uh, and it comes from the ACC and my bitter rival, my alma mater's bitter rival, Clemson. Um, I am got a report up from on3.com uh, that broke, I believe, yesterday into this morning um, where a senior administrator told the Charleston Post and Courier uh, that the move out of the ACC for Clemson could happen, quote, sooner than later and warning fans to, quote, stay very tuned. Uh, The article goes on to read, fellow ACC programs Florida State and North Carolina have already indicated their desire to leave the conference, and now it seems seems likely that the Tigers will join them, that those three schools were the only ones to vote no to the additions of Stanford, Cal, and SMU. Um, It has to do with the, um, and of course I'm trying to find the exact phrase here, the, the ACC's, uh, it's basically their television deal uh, and a contract that goes to 2036. Uh, but basically it seems to be that Clemson had an, had a team of attorneys digging into it um, to, uh, to, to find the, the way that they could leave the ACC and get out of their grant of rights with the conference. And it's rumored that again, if Clemson uh, finds the loophole and gets out of the ACC, that a la the PAC 12, there seems to be a mass exodus uh, that will follow Clemson. Bill, do you think? Now, granted, later means literally anything past now. So sooner than later could mean like right four now. years from now. Like right now. That's, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, listen, later could be four years from now, or it can be that the contract runs to 2036. Maybe they get out in 2034. Uh, how realistic do you think it is, especially with the warning from this, this senior administrator at Clemson, that uh, Clemson could leave the conference extremely soon and what would you anticipate a timeline looks like based on this report? I, I can't. I, I I have no reaction to this other than I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'm, with I'm you. just tired of it. I'm ready for it to settle down. Let's let's stick the conferences. 
We're going to have three big conferences. Let's go ahead and get it, get them out. Let's let's get them going. Explain and, and stop with explain the to me what I don't want to interrupt you, Ryan. Explain to me why Clemson does this, other than the TV deal. Like what? what let's break it down. Don't say TV deal. Tell me what it is. What uh, is hold it? on, real quick. Pedro wants to say he loved the he loved the Seminoles beating the, the Tigers. Um, you know, our, our, I didn't our guest hate later it, Pedro, like but that. I like to watch the Seminoles lose a lot. It's been a lot of fun for me the last 10, 15 years. I'm not a Seminoles fan, so As I'm glad you enjoyed it. Sure, I can, I can see. Uh, Bill, repeat your question to me. What is the reasoning for all of these people moving? Money. Why? What do you mean, why? Are they poor? They're not poor, but they're, they're, it's greed. Oh, greed. You want more money. It's you greed. want more money to... to to, to improve your facilities so that you can get the better players so that you can put championships on and, and get more money for those championships. There's incentive, there's incentives and contracts for coaches that, that win national championships, that win conferences, which is why Dabo Sweeney has, has survived so long without national titles until he finally did win one because the Clemson was dominant in the ACC for, for a steady part of five to 10 years. And even before his national titles, he was bringing championships to Clemson that, for you know the late late nineties, early two thousands, early to mid two thousands, Tommy Bowden couldn't get done. Right, and but, honestly, D Dabo went on a five game losing streak to Clemson, and a lot of Clemson fans were ready to see Dabo go until they, I believe, they beat LSU in a bowl game. It was, I think, it was the Peach Bowl, and Dabo comes out. This is a national championship team, and I think two years later they were a national champion. Manifested it's, it. Yeah. All right, we got a couple more people. Uh, Glenjamin back in the chat. Uh, we've got uh, Jason Buck here with us again tonight. And uh, Glenjamin is saying uh, conference alignment uh, moving along already. So um, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I will not stop saying that. I just said it how many times in a row? You feel, I feel greed, like you man. just pulled I like can't a... stand it. I can't stand how greedy these schools have become. I don't understand it. It's how much money do you need? How much do you need? Do you remember not, the scene from the water boy? Are hurting. It's bother, it bothers me. Do you remember the scene from The Water Boy when they go back to Coach Klein, how he lost his notebook and he calls his mom and he stops? But I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. Yeah, That's yeah. what you just reminded what me I feel of. Like. Um, we've had a lot of college football talk. Let's get into some NFL here. Okay. Uh, Jason, Jason wanted to talk college football, and we got all the college football talk right before he uh, right before he came out. So um, we're going to get into some NFL talk. Only a few storylines to follow here. The biggest storyline. Uh, and it was the most requested story. We had like three people ask us to talk about it. I don't know what there's to talk about, Bill. If you're watching the live stream, you see it on the screen. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are a thing. The title of the show is football players going to play, 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 play. Uh, I feel like I'm I, salty tonight. Like I'm like, why? oh, no, I'm no with you. not I, this. I couldn't care less about this. I don't get it. I know that she's like one of the most famous people in the world. And there's people that are there's actually people upset with the fact that Travis Kelsey's dating. But I if she's reportedly she's going to be at the Jets game this weekend on Sunday Night Football. Bill, could you could you care less about this? You know what I do like about it. You know I'm gonna I'm gonna take the nonsense. No, I don't care. I mean I do I don't <laughs> I don't care. Good good for Travis Kelsey, man. Like that's. She might be crazy. I mean, all the good music that she writes is because she wrote breakups. Don't don't ask me how I know this, okay? But all the good music that she writes, that oh, she listen, writes, you got a, you got a daughter that probably right? knows Taylor Swift. So yeah. all my, but yeah, I'm a huge Swifty, huge. Um, yeah. Love it. Ever since White Horse, oh my gosh, she had me at hello. But uh, no, it's 
it's all good breakup music, right? That's what all these things are about. So all my friends, as soon as they heard this, were like, oh, I can't wait for the breakup song. Like all the guys that I played on the other fantasy football league I'm in. No, yeah. nobody cares. What I did like, what I think was positive, is the amount of exposure that she brought to the Kansas City football team, which I'm not a Kansas City fan. It doesn't bother me. I don't, it's good. But the amount of exposure and the amount of jersey sales, Travis Kelsey's jersey sales went up over 400% over the weekend. That's, That's insane amazing. to me. Good job for Travis Kelsey. That's He's fantastic. the best tight end in football. Hit, like, and has been. Gronk. He's locked yeah. for the Hall of Fame. Just, um, but that went up. The the 12 to 17 girls demographic, like the amount of girls that were watching the NFL game went up tremendously. I don't remember the percentage, but I don't want to misquote it or anything like that, but that was fantastic. That's all good stuff, right? That's all stuff we want to see as football fans. We want to see more exposure, and that's what's happening, and I'm good with that. And I don't I don't care. I mean, good for Travis Kelsey. Like I said, she might be crazy because she writes all this breakup music, and she's obviously gone out with a lot of men to break up and write all this music, right? So you got to figure the end is coming, <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Maybe. But maybe. in that moment, good job, buddy. Kelsey. Like, and she's well, one of Kelsey, the most successful Kelsey, women on the planet. If Kelsey ends the trend, then is Taylor is Taylor Swift's career over with at that point? Like, no, she can't make break music anymore. No, she still. I mean, she still writes fun stuff. Like Jason said, she. Uh, well, first of all, um, the real Kelsey Swift were with when Philadelphia and DeAndre and Jason, and then Jason Butt comes in and says she turned on the Super Bowl half, half, halftime performance. Yeah, so. She's weird about stuff like that. Like she does. Pedro also said mistake. he was here for the memes, and that's all he really cares about with this relationship. <laughs> but. Let's uh let's move on because we still got why there's so many people to. wanted to hear about this, Ryan. Nobody you I don't know what more we can talk about. Don't I, I don't want to have this conversation every week. This is gonna Travis Kelsey and Taylor Just Swift, whatever they decide to be. Are they gonna be Travis Swift or Taylor Kelsey? Like are how are how are they gonna morph their names together like like they do all the celebrities? have to be that. This isn't a benefit thing. Are they gonna be trailer trailer swell trailer swell swelcy? Trailer swelcy. That's what they're gonna be. Trailer swelcy. Um, listen, it's going to turn out to be the Aaron Rodgers conversation. It's going to be, it's going to be Voldemort and I'm not, I'm going to be over talking about it. I'd no, rather I can, I can talk about so Taylor. I'm okay. Talking about Taylor Swift. It's there, not the worst thing. There have been some really funny videos. I need to send you one where they put Taylor Swift in a, in a chief's cheerleading uniform. And, um, and it, and it, it morphs into like Travis, like Travis Kelsey's dance and doing his end zone dances and stuff. It's really funny. I'll just send it to you. Um, Volley Polly makes a good point. We talk about pro wrestling being sports entertainment. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift have turned football into sports no, stop entertainment. It. Stop it. At least it's, not, it's not fake. Thank goodness. Um, Pedro says they tried hard to avoid avoid it on the New Heights pod. Um, so good stuff here. Uh, let's we get, do have a couple more football stories to get to. The next one being <laughs> in Dallas. There's must be another comment that came through. Here. Oh, oh, yeah. Aaron, Aaron's ready to do with his picks here because he's he's at his parents' house ready <laughs> for the, the Packers games. Um, no, so the Dallas Cowboys last week, uh, undefeated. They lost their starting cornerback. Uh, was it Trayvon Diggs? Trayvon Diggs, yeah. And Thursday to a non-contact torn ACL injury in practice. Uh, they lose to the winless Arizona Cardinals, who are supposed to be rebuilding. Uh, Bill. I guess I guess I should ask: Is this more of an indication of the fact that Arizona is not as far away as people think? I mean, Josh Dobbs was able to get his first win as a starting quarterback in six years in the NFL, or is the Dallas Cowboys are the Dallas Cowboys just that notorious for for letting letting their fan base down that they would they would be so so bad that the week prior everybody was talking about being a Super Bowl contender and then you lose to quite possibly the worst team in the league? I mean. 
it's Dallas, right? But it's it's the NFL, Ryan. We're not talking about college college football or college basketball here. Uh, any team can win on any given week, and Arizona was a was the better team on Sunday. I watched a lot of that game. Unfortunately, I had it on my third TV, um, and it was. I mean, I watched Josh Dobbs look really. He looked really good. I was. I, it was like he was at Tennessee again because Dobbs played pretty well when he was at Tennessee, and and he never really did anything. I think he went to Pittsburgh first. It's Dallas, man. Like this is what Dallas does. Jerry Jones is a terrible owner. We all know this. So he's put together another team that's just gonna underperform. And and remember, Ryan, you talk about Dak Prescott. I am a Dak Prescott fan, but uh, he failed them once again late in that game, oh. throwing that interception. Did you hear what he said about the interception? Uh-uh. I don't know if you saw. So he throws that late interception in, in the end zone to I think the linebacker, and he actually said he tried to throw it very close to the linebacker. But he was going to try to make it so he couldn't catch it. I mean, he darn near hit the guy in the chest. Nah. Oh, it was. He tried to make it. Cl- I'm like, man, Dak, you just oh, haven't yeah. learned yet. So this is what you're going to get from Dallas. Welcome to it. Uh, Josh Dobbs couldn't even get yeah, right? his jersey. Yeah. That's they so they didn't even let him in the stadium. I mean, it's. I just. I, did, you I, see, I, did you see Glenn wrote the lyric that for the new Taylor Swift song? Did you get that comment? That was pretty good. We'll go back to that for a second. Oh, no. Here we go. Is, is this is this a real, Sing real it. quote? I, I don't, no, he's I, he's writing a lyric for. Oh, yeah. He wore red 87 and was a chief. Made me realize how he was sweet and left me for a girl. Yeah, she was from the streets. That's a, that's a good. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's a good line. That's yeah. good. We get it to music. Um, I think we can make a hit out of it. I'm just glad that I, I'm not glad that Dallas lost, but it's I, I can't wait to talk to my sister. Oh no, I did text her. And she I think she said something about not watching the game. Uh, let's get into the last story because this is the story that everybody talked about over the weekend. It's something that I've been preaching for the last three years that this team was going to be very good, and they showed up and showed out. Did the Miami Dolphins? Bills mm. team mm. dropping, I believe it was the third most points in an NFL game in history. Seven. Uh, that'd be points. a second. Second most points in NFL Second. history. They had a shot at 73, which would have given them the most. And Mike McDaniel decided, that's nah, okay. We don't want to embarrass him too bad. He, he kneeled on the ball on the 28-yard line. Tua Tonga-Vailoa, four touchdowns. Devin A-Chain, four touchdowns. Raheem Mostert, four touchdowns. I don't know how many, how many Tyreek Hill had, but One. everybody went off for the Miami Dolphins. Bill, they have a much tougher game we're going to talk about later in the show. Uh, but as, as the resident Dolphins fan here, do you think this is something that we should have expected, or do you think this is uh, this is just a, a a result of playing a bad Denver Broncos team? No, and yes. All right. No, Fair we enough. should not have expected this. Nobody should ever expect an NFL team to score seventy points ever. It was the first time since nineteen sixty six that a team scored seventy points. It's not possible, but it happened on Sunday. That's crazy. They also had the second most yards that any NFL team has ever had, Ryan. I think it was yep. 726 yards. It hadn't happened since 1951. So that was the number one. It was done in 1951. Obviously, this was an absolute epic performance by the Miami Dolphins. And it was because they have a very good offense that is very fast. And the Broncos are terrible. They make, <laughs> and they, they make gave fast, up in the second half. They make fast people not not look not yeah. fast. Uh, we got a couple here. Two points away from breaking the record. Pedro, uh, Miami murdered. Glenn Jimmin, proud days of Dolphins fans, but he's ready to hurt again. You don't have to worry about this weekend. We'll get to that in a second. Got a lot of scars. A lot of scars. Uh, hashtag keep to a healthy. Uh, Aaron's going to be on the show a little later. Says the captain's told the coach to kneel the ball. Tyreek came out and said that. And then the fans booed him, booed them for the decision to uh ah, You want it, right? What, what do the Dolphins fans stand on? Our entire lives, we sit there and go, 
Oh, you remember the 1972 undefeated team? Well, I don't either, because none of us were alive for that. Very few people were alive for that, right? Yeah. So we've been standing on that for a long time. At least we could have had the, hey, we're the highest scoring team ever in a game. Yeah, We didn't get it. I, I felt good about it, though. Well, Volley Polly thinks the Bills are going to win, or the, the, the Dolphins are going to beat the Bills, but the Bills won't give up 70-plus this weekend. Uh, Bill, let's take a break and uh, hear a word from our sponsor. We come back. We're getting into Bullies, Buys, and Sells. Before we get into our pet podcast, pick them with our repeat guest, Aaron Thompson of Carolina Business Equipment. Speaking of such, uh, let's hear about Carolina Business Equipment. This episode is brought to you by Carolina Business Equipment. With offices in Charleston, Greenville, Columbia, and Florence, Carolina Business Equipment can supply your copiers, computers, and printers anywhere in the state of South Carolina. Call my personal best friend, Aaron Thompson, at 843-452-8761 for a quote today, and make sure you tell them that Ryan from Tap House and Touchdown sent you. Carolina Business Equipment, you worry about your business, let us handle your technology. Oh, that that's something new huh got the video ad no i'm sure so I'm sure proud. aaron loves that dude I, listen that was pre-mustache yeah that was that was pre-facial hair that was that was pre-caterpillar that he was growing on his face yeah nothing uh, good stuff um real quick uh a couple quotes jason come in let's not distract us from the, scott hall is the sole reason <laughs> goldberg didn't didn't remain undefeated this time in a dark match. In a dark match, no, I know this. Well, no, this no, well, that wasn't? was that was this wasn't the dark match. This is the televised match on 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 uh, Starcade '98 uh, when he yeah, lost to Kevin Nash, and then Aaron says that the guy in that last video was a good looking dude. So, um, uh, Bill, it's one of my favorite parts of our football shows: the buys, the the buys Wait, and sells. Can we can we preface this by saying you did not give me these prior to anything? I, I gave them to you midnight last night. It's not my fault. You I didn't. Look at them. And yeah, what? I did. No, you didn't. I sent it to you midnight last night. I can pull up the text. What? Well, all right, hang on. Let me get my phone. I'll pull right up. Now. I'll pull up the text. We'll do this live on the air. I know. We're live, pal. Literally sent them to you at midnight because I nope. knew. Nope. That. Here, I'm show you right now. How many texts do I have from you? That... So, let's look at this. Twelve oh one a.m. Look at the screen, Bill. What? Not not your phone. Look at the screen. It says twelve oh one a.m. and those are those are the buys and sells. Okay, wait, hang on. This is so funny. I can't. This is. This might be one of my favorite moments of the show. Wait, this is. Wait, hang on. This is yesterday. No, this is today. I have nothing from you. The first thing I got was the information about the USFL XFL merger. Here you go. All right, here you go. All right. You see that the same text right there. It I'm did not come through. It did I'm not come through. I'm just gonna start sending you my Facebook Messenger. I, I don't know. know how that didn't right, come through. Right, right. but... We're done with that war. All right, so this is uh, so you know you proved it didn't come through. Maybe you just yeah. deleted it because I had I'm, to prove. I did not know. That's unfair. It. That's, what it That's was. unfair. I wouldn't lie about that. So Bill is coming into this into this live like the rest of you. So Naked. we'll get to see what his what his uh, what his thoughts are. Uh, Bill, we're gonna go into buy bully, bullies buys for fantasy football week four. Uh, a guy that's probably not gonna be a popular pick, but he will get to start this week has been reported. Uh, Bryce Young for the Carolina Panthers starting <sighs> for. Uh, I guess you're gonna buy this again. I'm buying him 18.4 fantasy points is not a lot to get, but I'm gonna tell you why I'm buying him uh, this week. He did miss last week with an ankle injury, but if you look to him prior prior to the game, uh, he didn't look like he had a noticeable limp. Um, you know, he was a full participant in practice on Wednesday, uh, yesterday, this week. Um, Andy Dalton played well last week, operated the offense well. I think it was a good time for, for Bryce Young to sit back 
and sort of see how a, a game should should flow. Um, Minnesota is giving up the third most points to opposing quarterbacks. Their defense is non-existent. Everybody has put all the points on on Minnesota. Minnesota is also zero and three. You know, as are the Carolina Panthers. But I think that I think that this is finally week to see Bryce Young get his first win this week, and I like him to get more than eighteen point fantasy points. So, Bill, what say you? Fact or crap? That's crap. That is a whole load of terrible crap. And I'll tell you why. Because Bryce Young has not gotten anywhere near 18.4 points in any of his games. He's not looked good at all. In fact, Ryan, he barely eclipsed that with his first two weeks combined. So I'm going to give that one a load of giant crap. This would be my most accomplished uh, uh, bullies by uh, uh, so far. Probably the show. No way. No way. You think no way. He's looked awful. No chance. Uh, Mama Frick said you were asleep at twelve oh one. First of all, Pedro says he's he's I was on this one. But uh, Mama Frick says you were you were asleep at twelve oh one. Yeah, he's waking uh, me up with his text messages. Thank goodness it didn't come through. Let's go to running backs here. This is going to be my homer pick. He's going to play tonight on Thursday night football. Running back Jameer Gibbs projected twelve point six fantasy points. David Montgomery was listed just a little earlier as active in this game, um, but uh, even even with him playing. Uh, I don't think he's going to get the the load of the carries, the bulk of the of the action in this game. A Packers team allowing the ninth most points to opposing running backs. He only had 80 rushing yards against the Falcons last week, but he had 17 carries. Had a couple receptions in that game. With that volume, I like his prospects this week, and I think he finally finds the end zone for the first time in his NFL career. Uh, Bill, what say you? Fact or crap? Jameer Gibbs, uh. over 12.6 fantasy points. You know what? I don't like this either. I, I think this is also crap. I want to drink your tears. Come, come. I think week. this is crap. So I'm looking at. Uh, you said that David Montgomery is injured. He was. He didn't play last week. He was okay. listed as questionable going into tonight's it's game. Bruised left thigh. They, He's no longer on the injury report. So that means he gets the both the carries yeah. like he did the first two weeks. 21 and 16 yards per carry, respectively. And he didn't even get the 12.6. So no. Can't wait to drink your tears next week. Let's go over to wide receiver. My what we got catch up. I can feel it. Your buys are terrible. Good, good. Homering the heck out of them, man. Do we even look at any other teams other than your favorites? Is that let the, let the hate flow through? Hey, you. You know what we bill. should do? We should buy Hayden Hurst this week because he has been awesome. I don't want to. Well on his way. It. He has like nine catches over three weeks. We'll, well, well on his we'll, way to that ninety you're looking for. We'll set some time aside next week to talk about Hayden Hurst. For the time being, let's go over to wide receiver buys. Uh, I'm buying Amari Cooper, projected 13.9 fantasy points. He's got back-to-back double-digit games, including his first touchdown on the season this past week. He gets the Ravens defense allowing the fifth most points to opposing wide receivers through three games. I think chances are he finds the end zone again this week. Uh, listen, Deshaun Watson looked good in, 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 in you know spurts last week. I like Amari Cooper. I really like Amari Cooper this week. Uh, Bill, what say you? Uh, 13.9 points. Fact or crap? I think this one's a fact. I like Amari Cooper as well. Uh, Baltimore Ravens haven't played great defense. They're actually not terrible, but they haven't played great defense. Obviously not very good against uh, opposing wide receivers. Uh, And he is getting more and more, I guess, acclimated with Deshaun Watson. You want to see that happening, and Deshaun Watson finally looked like he could actually throw last week. So Amari Cooper being the best wide receiver on that team. The other team, the other player I like on that team is Donovan Peoples-Jones. I'd like to see him start get the get some looks there but um yeah i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you a fact on that one aaron wants to know how the tight end from dallas did last week uh he let's not talk about it yeah he, yeah 
he did he did beat his projection, but not by much. No. Uh, the, I, unfortunately, I think I won the league that I started. No, I didn't win the league that I started in. I started Sam Laporta in the leagues that matter, and I Laporta did too. One that. Oh, that would be both my leagues. I had Sam Laporta as my starter in both yeah, my drafted leagues. drafted Laporta right. right before I went to get him, which right. forced me to get he's Hayden Hurst. Fantastic. Oh, he was the number one tight end last week, I think, if I remember correctly. He's the number I believe he's the number one scoring tight end in, in fantasy football right now is Sam Laporta. So, um, speaking of tight ends, my tight end by this week goes to the other side of the ball, or the other team in the Thursday night game, and that's Luke Musgrave, projected 9.1 fantasy points. Eight targets last week. Uh, finally got a double-digit fantasy point game uh, in the same game. The Lions are allowing the most points to opposing tight ends this season. Uh, may not find the end zone, but he's going to be a PPR killer this week is Luke Musgrave. 9.1 fantasy points, kind of a low, talk about low-hanging fruit. Um, I, I think Luke, Luke Musgrave gets in the double digits this week. Bill, what say you? I think this is well-researched this week, Ryan. That one's pretty solid, I think. I think in a PPR league, he's not doing a whole lot you know, uh, yards per reception. Six catches for what thirty nine yards or something like that. That kind of stinks, but yeah, in a PPR league where you're getting to get you know a point per catch, he's going to beat that projection. Nine point one is pretty low, especially yep. with Detroit who likes to give catches to uh, to opposing tight ends. Yep. Uh, Aaron wanted to mention that I did not start Laporta in and and my big league, but that was also the league that I I was projected to lose by thirty. I won by almost twenty. Uh, I I had Keenan Allen with forty points. I had a chain on my bench for 50 points last mm. week. I don't want to talk about it. I still won that game, despite not starting Laporta. I uh, set the record, Ryan, the all-time record in scoring in my other league. It's fantastic. Yeah. And it's not a PPR league. No, it is not. And I and I scored 164 points in a non-PPR league. What a boss. Dude. Banker Bill. Banker, you need to listen to Banker Bill a little more. And I benched Jamar league. Chase in that league. <laughs> Jeez, he had he finally he had a career a career day last week. He had a great week, and it, it's one of my cells in the show. I, and he has a I would career have been day. seven points higher. I would have been seven points higher if yeah. uh, if I'd have played him. But I, I I gave you the what I said. I wanted a show me game from him, and he finally had one. So we'll see what happens yeah. this week. He did. So a quick reminder: the bullies buys this week: Bryce Young, Jameer Gibbs, Amari Cooper, and Luke Musgrave. Let's go to bully cells uh, going into week four. I, I feel really good about this one because I read Matthew Barry's love hate uh, article after I put these together, and we share the, this this sentiment with my quarterback that I'm selling this week, uh, and that's mm. uh, Lamar Jackson. Don't tell uh, my dad that. Don't tell your dad that. Why is that? Oh, because that's, that's the quarterback, quarterback you're starting. Yeah. Yeah, Lamar Jackson projected 19.9 fantasy points. Uh, the Browns are giving up the fewest points to quarterbacks this season. Jackson only has two passing touchdowns this year with three turnovers. Uh, last week was his first big running game of the year. Ran for over 100 yards. I think it was 101 to be exact uh, with two rushing touchdowns. Uh, the Browns are better than the Colts were. Who the Colts played the, the Ravens last week. Um, you're probably starting him like your dad is. Mm -hmm. Tamper your expectations because I, I think Lamar Jackson has a really bad week this week. Uh, Bill, 19.9 fantasy points. Factor crap. He does not meet this projection. Um, crap. I think Ooh. he does. I think he does. He ran for 100, 101 yards last week. I can't wait for touchdowns. you to go like, because you fact, you've, you've given me two facts. I can't wait for you to go two and, and six next week with all the stuff that you disagreed on me with. I can't wait. This is going to be mean, fantastic. I just, I mean, we just 
We're on learning the season, how much better at fantasy I am than you. So that's, on the season, I just want to throw this on there. On the on the season, you are thirteen and eleven with the, with these. I'm fifteen I and nine. Well, I mean, it really doesn't benefit. How was I last week? Four and four because that was the first week. We you've both given went four me, and four. We split. yeah, that was the first week you've given them to me before the show. So that was. <laughs> I, so I gave them to you early, and it hurts you. It worse. That's it was worse. All yeah. the all the uh, the research made it worse. Let's go to the let's go to running back. Thirty two points this week. Yeah. yeah. I hold on. Say no. that again. No, that JBL would do the commander score. Oh, yeah. Thirty two. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they do. No, I don't think they do. Um. Yeah. Aaron wants to remind me that if I started a chain in Laporta, I could have won by more. You know. If if you know what if you had started if my mother had wheels she would have been a bike you a psychic that yeah I know nobody started a chain nobody started a chain well I'll tell you who I'm not starting this week if I have him and it's a big name running back but I'm not starting Derrick Henry seventeen point two fantasy point projection Uh, he has yet this season to break a hundred yards on the ground and through three games he has one touchdown. His week four opponent, the Bengals, allows the eight fewest points to running backs. I said preseason, Bill, if you remember correctly, that I thought that the days of Derrick Henry's dominance yeah. running the football were over. And I think I'm looking more and more right as every week goes by this season. Um, I'm selling Derrick Henry this week. That's the reason why I didn't draft him when I had the opportunity to. Uh, Bill, what say you? Is he going to hit the 17.2 or is he going to is he going to fall short like I expected to? That's a fact. The days of Derrick Henry killing people's fantasy teams are are upon us because I don't see that getting any better. I don't see why I mean, he's he's getting the touches. I mean, twenty five carries against the the uh, the Chargers and he only averaged thir- three point two yards per carry. Man, that's bad. So, yeah. and that was Not right good. after Miami. Miami was able, they didn't get a ton of yards against them. One of the you know that Chargers Miami game, but they had a good uh, yards per carry. And then Derrick Henry not able to do it. So. Well, headed into week three, his backup had outsnapped him the first two games. Like he was on the field for more snaps than Derrick Henry. Um, I think. Uh, I, I, I think. I think the days of Derrick Henry Thomas are over. Um, real quick, Jason also wants to remind Aaron that a wise, uh, a wise bald man once said, "It doesn't matter if it's by an inch or a mile. Winning is winning." Um, and I think that's that's sort of a shot at the Florida State Clemson game last weekend about get through a third and one and could be I could be wrong. Could be Who wrong. Is the I, I, bald man. That's Jason. Jason's bald. <laughs> you can't tell because he's wearing a hat. But it's okay. Listen, I love I love the Buck Boys, man. Matt's Matt's in class right I now. That was an actual quote. That is but, an actual um, quote. Poor Matt, man. I I love Matt to death. One of my favorite people. He's been bald since he was sixteen. He was oh. legitimately like you, you. He could go and buy beer at sixteen, and eighteen-year-olds couldn't get cigarettes uh, because you a know, lot of women 18, like bald guys. Listen, he's he's got a he's got a wonderful family, a beautiful family. He's got there two kids go. now. There you go. Uh, one of my favorite people. He's going to be on the show sometime this year, picking games with us. Okay. Um, he also said. Uh, he also said it was Dom Toretto, uh, Fast and Furious. Oh yeah, it's true. Um, that's right. It could be. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the fair. wise bald guy. It's Vin Diesel. So wise. That's what I, I think was of trying to I think of people yeah, that I was I trying to give advice from. Jason could have taken the credit for that, and instead he offered it up. No, Kudos I knew for it was being, somebody. I knew it being was, a stand-up yeah. guy, Jason. Good for you. Um, let's go to wide receiver that I'm selling this week, and it sucks because I'm forced to start him in the tap outs and touchdowns fantasy league. Calvin Ridley is projected 13.4 fantasy points. He had a phenomenal week one. Everybody thought that Calvin Ridley was back. 20, 24 fantasy points, but 
since that game one, he's posted a combined five catches for 72 yards. Now he draws a Falcons team, albeit in a revenge game. So I could either be way, way right on this or way, way wrong. Uh, because as a revenge game, people tend to find the end zone. People tend to do things they don't normally do. Uh, but the Falcons are allowing the sixth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. Uh, like I said, I'm either going to be uh, a genius with this pick or Calvin Ridley on my starting lineup is going to put up 40 points uh, to shove, shove it to the Falcons. I don't see that happening, Bill. Yeah. Let's say you. This is a sell, right? We're going to go with, we're going to go with fact on that. Yep. I don't like All that right. either. I, I don't. He had a really good week one, and Trevor Lawrence was fantastic week one. He was the third-graded quarterback coming out of week one from uh, Pro Football Focus, and he's been pretty bad since. So until Trevor Lawrence figures out what's going wrong with him, I don't think Calvin Ridley's a good play. I'm right there with you. Um, let's get right into the tight end. And similar to the reason that I'm, I'm selling my quarterback, I'm also selling his tight end. Mark Andrews projected 12.1 points. He draws the Browns, again, as, as does Lamar Jackson. Not only are the Browns giving the fewest points to quarterbacks, but they're also giving up the fewest points to tight ends. The Browns are playing uh, good defense, right? Yeah, they are. Uh, without his two touchdown or week, without his week two touchdown, Andrews would have a combined 16 fantasy points through his two games played. And remember, he missed week one due to injury. I don't really like Mark Andrews going forward. Uh, I didn't like him last year. I don't like him this year, uh, especially this week. He doesn't hit 12.1 fantasy points. Uh, Bill, factor crap, 12.1. He falls under. I'll give you a fact on that one, but with that being said, who for the Baltimore Ravens is going to score? The Baltimore Ravens were the last, one of the last undefeated teams in the AFC between two, mine and the Ravens, mm-hmm. and they lost last week. But you would have figured they're going to score, right? I mean, they're going to they're going to put up a fight against Cleveland. They're not going to let like, Cleveland take that division over. So who is going to score? We don't think it's going to be Lamar Jackson. We don't think it's going to be Mark Andrews, and they don't have a good running back. So are they going to get really stomped on this week there in Cleveland? think is a chance i mean listen lamar jackson could throw two touchdowns and still fall under that 19.9 fantasy point more he runs a lot though yeah he does that's the big thing with him as he runs a lot we'll see what happens but before we get uh before we get too far uh rest of the show uh we're gonna take a break we come back we're gonna have aaron thompson back on the show pick games with us last week he will pick games with us this week uh we've got five games from the world of college and pro football Uh, But before then, we're going to take a break and come back with Aaron. Let's take a look at our last sponsor headed into Podcast Pick'em. Established in 2008, One Stop Repairs in North Charleston, South Carolina, is your one-stop shop for all of your electronic repair needs. Specializing in cell phones, tablets, computers, laptops, and game consoles, One Stop Repairs offers reputable and quality service with the quickest turnaround time and the most competitive prices in the low country. You can find them on Google with an exceptional 4.9 star rating or on Facebook by searching for One Stop Repairs. Call for a quote today at 843-343-6310. That's the number one, One Stop Repairs. Man, I'm loving this. Not having I have to, to ask you, when did you more. record that that spot? Uh, it's been you, a while. Like when You I sound first 10 years ads. younger in that one than, than you do now. It's all the drinking I've been doing the last six months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We are a podcast pickums, another one of my favorite staples of the football shows. And without further ado, he has been waiting backstage for quite some time, and he's ready to go watch Lions football with the folks. Let's bring back Aaron Thompson and the Caterpillar. Aaron, what's going on, bud? Oh, hey, boys. <laughs> he's not loading. He's not loading. The stash has yeah. ruined the camera. Yeah, no, the stash- actually – 
I've got I've got a little bit of what Bill's going on. on. I'm just I'm I'm not trying to look like him. Kick the producer, Ryan. Come on. No, I listen. I don't, I don't know what to say. Like it's just it's. He's been waiting backstage, and now he's he's ghosting us. No, I can you not see him, Bill? No, I, I can see him at all. definitely see both of you right now. Yeah, Bill, he's here. He's been talking. Right. He's, I can't but, hear him or see him. Uh, well, I'll just have to I'll just have to relay the message to you because I think I can hear him. If anybody's in the comments, if, if they're having issues seeing or hearing Aaron, because I can I know he was saying he was having some issues with his internet at uh at his at his at his folks' house. Can you hear um, me Matt, right now, Ryan? Yeah, I can hear you well. How about you, Bill? Okay, Bill's, good. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not using those headphones. That's the anymore. problem. I think I think Bill's internet dropped out. I think that was the problem. Well, yeah, that's yeah. It. Bill sucks. We don't. <laughs> that's <laughs> oh, his no. problem. Um, uh, Matt. Oh, Matt's in the chat. Hey, Matt, what's going on, bud? Uh, we got both in the Matt boys in here. Uh, saying you look like Travis Kelsey with that mustache, I suppose. Um, well, that's a good thing because he's dating Taylor Swift, so I'll take that. The the Bucks the Bucks are loving seeing their AA Ron. Yeah, oh, I think I wanted to say hello. Oh, look at look at McCarron and, and little baby Catherine the in Detroit the show. Brit, baby. That might be the youngest, the youngest viewer of the show in, in show history. Yeah. As Bill comes back. What did I do? I, <laughs> you, I deserve think, that. I think your oh. internet crapped out, man. Oh, we sorry, Bill. Talking. I, I, I didn't know I didn't sense. know you heard all that. <laughs> <laughs> We we turned that we turned it into a family show. Now it's now that. it's like Sesame Street yeah. for it's all awesome. podcast pickums. Um, all right, all right let's Wait, get into what jersey is Aaron wearing tonight. Is it is it a? As, I believe that's Aiden Hutchinson, correct? Well well done. I mean, yeah, Hutchinson, baby. Well done. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. All right. Um, hey, right, real quick, Ryan. Um, before we get into this, I I did want to say three things. One of them, you talked all that garbage about Justin Fields last week. You know, calling him the corner of the trash bag whatever you said trash he's juice on, trash yeah, juice he, yeah he's still Disgusting. on your fantasy team so you haven't <laughs> dropped one so i'm gonna go ahead and call you out on that one buys and sells um, baby. Buys he's, and sells. He's, yeah. he's on my bench he's on my bench i'm praying that he has a breakout week he's not sudden, even if he does nobody's gonna want to trade for him but number two um one thing that really grinds my gears and i've heard it twice on this show when you say could care less i said couldn't I said could No, you said could care less. I no, I asked if Bill if he could care, care less, less. That means that you could actually I, no actually I asked, care a little bit less, which means in fact that you care. I asked Bill if he could if he could care less about Semantics. Travis Kelsey. Semantics. I asked him if he couldn't, and if he said he couldn't, that's the way it is. I said I couldn't care less. I said it right. Go back and watch the tape. That's why I, I don't believe you. That's fine. Well, go back and, go back and watch those, uh, throw the red Remember? flag and get a replay on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can do that. Like the insurance commercial. Yeah. Um, number three, uh, you know, me and Bill tried to tell you, man, Alabama, they were just gonna, they were gonna take it to Poundtown, and they did. Listen, that's you the only reason listen. why Baker Bill caught up with me last week. We both sit at twelve and eight atop the. What was uh, my record uh, last week? Roll Tide. Four and one. Oh, uh, four and one. That's the guest, bad. the guest pickers go as follows: Big Tex still sitting atop the leaderboard, five and zero. Oh. Zach Attack went three and two. Aaron. At four and one, the second best picker, and he'll be the first double two time picker, two time, two time picker on the show. That's right, two time. So, so let's get right into it here. First game up is out of the college ranks and out of the Pac 12. We talked a lot about the Pac 12 on the show. Number 10, Utah <laughs> going out west, whoa, taking on number 19, Oregon State. Oregon State, That's a wild. three point favorite. Uh, Aaron, I'm gonna let you pick as baby That's Catherine awesome. comes back on the screen. 
Aaron, who you got? Oregon State minus three uh, hosting the number 10 Utah Utes. Yeah, I hate to say this, but I got DJ on this game. Um, yeah, he's just – I mean, he's rocking with Oregon State. And, I'm, you know, I'm a big Clemson fan, but I just think that – I think we did him dirty. Um, we, it was obviously not DJ's fault. So, I think that uh, – I mean, I think that he's just going to get it done, and I think they're going to win by more than three. All right, Bill, let's say you, Oregon State at, uh, hosting Utah. What's on the Cam Rising watch? How are we feeling? Uh, I I haven't seen anything updated. He was they thought he was going to play last week and he didn't. Um, so there's no there's there's no telling if he's going to play this week. I could try to look it up, but I won't have it before the pick. I mean, it Let's doesn't just, matter to me. I, I think I'm going to still stay. I'm going to go go Utah. I think uh, I think they're the better team, and I do, I don't believe it was DJ. Uh, how do you say his last name? Yeah, I think he was a problem at Clemson, regardless of how bad or good uh, Cade Klubnik has been. I think uh, DJ still stinks as a quarterback. He didn't look good last week until it really didn't matter anymore against Washington State. So I think Utah wins this game. I'm with you. Listen, preseason, I took Utah in my final four to make the college football playoff, and they have to win this game for me to keep that prediction correct. So I'm going to go Utah. Not only covers the spread, I think they win this game outright on the road to prove why why they're a top 10 team. Um, unfortunately, I think it knocks Oregon State out of the top 25 uh, to, to fit our Pac-12 narrative. But, I mean, their they're two losses are to two top 10 teams at that point. So uh, so I like Utah here. Uh, next up, it's not an ACC game, but it's a team that plays ACC uh, and a team in the ACC and other sports, I should say. Number 11 Notre Dame coming off their first loss of the season against Ohio State. A six-point favorite at number 17 Duke. Bill, I'm going to let you start us off here. Uh, who you got here, Notre Dame at Duke? I think Notre Dame just has too many horses for Duke. I mean, I know Duke pounded on Clemson. I think Notre Dame's a little better. I think they – unless Ohio State is as good as we think they might be, I think Notre Dame beats Duke, even though it's on their field. And it's just, that's, a, that's a decent spread, but I think Notre Dame covers six. Yeah, listen, I think Duke's a really good football team. Uh, I think for a Duke that, football team, did you forget for to say a Duke that football the team? Yeah, okay. I, I think they're I think they're a good football team. Clemson was only an overtime loss away from knocking off the number four team in the country last week, and that Duke team, whether you want to admit it or not, put a whooping on Clemson in week one. I think Duke is good. I just think that Notre Dame they feel slighted after losing that game to Ohio State. This is the way they come back because I also had Notre Dame in my final four. I think Notre Dame comes back and they try to get a big win and a, and a, and a signature win uh, thus far this season. Uh, and I, I've got them taking this game over Duke uh, with more than six points. Aaron, what say you? Uh, I'm going to agree with you all on the pick, but I'm not going to agree with you on thinking that Duke is the greatest team in the world because Clemson was in the red zone three times and they That's fumbled fair. the ball twice. And they were actually – I mean – our offense looked great against Duke. And I'm one of the realest Clemson fans that I can tell you right now, we're struggling. We're not having a good year at all. And we, I think we could have handedly beat Duke if we wouldn't have fumbled those two footballs. So I think Notre Dame's going to beat them by two touchdowns or more. Uh, Jason wants to like remind that. you they third on they threw on third and one and fourth and two. Well, Jason, uh, how about you come on this show? Because you were supposed to be on it anyway, and you backed out. Uh, he wasn't supposed <laughs> yeah. to be on it. He had other stuff all that junk. Jason, Jason will be on the show. <laughs> yeah, I know we point. suck. Uh, Jason will be on the show. Wow. I can't wait for him to come on. Uh, let's move over to the to the NFL ranks because we've got a few more minutes before Thursday night football kicks off. That's right. And that's one. Of, that's one of the games we're picking. Thursday night football: Lions minus one at the Packers. Essentially a pick 'em. Uh, 
they earlier tonight, David Montgomery was ruled uh, was ruled active, as was uh, both Aaron Jones and Christian Watson for the Green Bay Packers. And I'm going to start. I'm going to start us off here, and Taylor Decker for the for the Lions. So I'm going to start us off here, and I think the Lions get it. I mean, at the end of the day, the Lions are the better team. Uh, I'm still not sold on Jordan Love. He has looked great at times through the first three weeks, but the Packers would have would have gotten beat beat not just beat by the Saints last week. They would have gotten beaten worse by the Saints had Derek Carr not gone down with a shoulder injury uh, in that game. And and kudos to Jordan Love for for leading the comeback. Uh, but I still don't think the Packers are that good. And I think the Lions are, are they're going to do everything they can to, to bite some kneecaps and, um, and, and put one on the Packers tonight. I'm going to go to the other Lions fan. I say the other Lions fan. He was a Lions fan before I was. Uh, but the other Lions fan here on the show, uh, Aaron, what say you? Lions minus one at the Packers. Yeah, I already actually put money on this game. And I think we know where I'm going. Um, <clears throat> I think the Lions are just uh, – after last year, we just had too much momentum, you know, and um, the Seahawks game, that was that was unfortunate, but it is what it is. Uh, we had a couple injuries that game. Um, I see us winning this game, and if you also bet on more, I would go with the over because I really don't think 45 is enough points. Before we let Bill pick, I'm going to open it up to everybody on the show. Matt Buck wants to know if he should start Aaron Jones tonight. No. All right. That's a consensus no. Don't start Aaron Jones. And he says he also says go Seahawks. So – uh, Matt gets kicked out the stream now. Can I, um, can I elaborate on that real quick? Yeah, sure. Aaron Jones, uh, he's been limited all week with practices. And then also the Detroit Lions right now we're one of the top five defenses um, against the run. So I would not start Aaron Jones. Aaron, coming with that knowledge, Bill. He's and, your... and he still platoons with A.J. Dillon. So that's yeah. that's also difficult as well. You want to be able – they both need to blow up for him to usually be big. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bill, who you got in this game? Packers Packers hosting the Lions. Thursday I'm going to go with you guys. I'm going to say the Lions win this game. And I can't believe that the line is a point. I can't believe it. I, I, I We agree. have a security guard at work, and he's a, he's a Detroit Lions fan. And – I actually know four Detroit Lion fans right now. I, it's more than I've ever known in my entire life. I can't believe there are actually four Detroit Lion fans after you know. Since hey, you met my daughter years. too. She's a Detroit. Yeah, Lions fan. it's crazy. I you know um, fine. Do you? Does she know the pain that you're bringing her into? Is, is oh yeah, she's guys... gonna have a disappointing life just like Daddy did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. You guys have a pretty good team, but uh, no, I I, uh, I can't believe. I talked to the security guard and, and we've been talking all week how the line was so low and it's like uh, Vegas has got to be trying to move the line for so I don't. It's very strange. So there's gonna be a lot of holding calls and they're gonna try. To yeah, move. it's. Very we'll strange to me. So we'll see how this game plays out, but I think the Lions win it. All right. So we talked Lions. Now we get to talk Dolphins here for a second. Bill, first of all, I want to know what jersey you're wearing tonight. You got a oh, different jersey is, on every this week. This is the original. This is the original. Damn the man. The man. It is. Yeah. It's Damn actually my original. My original Dolphins jersey still fits me. I can't even, but I feel like I put this on last year. Ooh, and I felt like congratulations. It, but it, yeah. I've got jerseys in a, in, a, in a container upstairs that I would probably like. Look like the most busted can of biscuits you've ever seen. I'll probably rip the jersey trying to get it off. I'll take uh, this logo is to be a pre two thousand. I mean, this is like a nineties logo, right? This. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. This is the original. Aaron, so it still has. Look at the numbers, man. It's still. Yeah. I am crazy oh, about yeah. not putting them in the dryer so they don't yeah. come apart. Aaron, my jerseys are uh, Gamecock jerseys. You wouldn't want them, Bill. Oh yeah, I don't want those. I would. The Dolphins are a three Bill's point. Jer Bill's jersey is like straight from Ace Ventura. Bet the pet detective. It really is. Yeah. yeah, it's the oldest one. Um, I have. <laughs> the, the 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 Dolphins are on the road, a three-point dog at the Bills. Bill, I'm going to let you start us off here since it's your team. Do the do the Dolphins cover this three-point spread? Uh, no. 
<laughs> I, th- so I, think glad come, said that. I think we come crashing down this week. You know what? I actually don't know. I, I Part of me feels like they will cover it. Part of me feels like they're not. But the safe bet for me is always to bet against my team because I hate betting with my heart. So I'm going to say no. I think the Bills win this game. All no, right. We got, no, we got a smash them, but it's going to be great. You really? So wait, are you taking the Dolphins? I'm taking the Bills. Bills. I'm going to take the Bills just because I don't, I, I want the karma. I absolutely okay. respect that, Bill. Um, Real quick, uh, Jason says, fins by Fitty. Uh, fins all day. Um, and Jason also thinks that Aaron would look good in Garnet. Uh, Aaron, <laughs> oh, what, watch out. Aaron, let's say you, uh, Bill Sosa and the Dolphins, a three point favorite. Do they cover the spread? Man, it's, I mean, it's just tough. Just like Bill said, it's just so tough. The Dolphins have such a good offense, and the not Bills are just known for their defense. defense and again, I told you that I did not want to know these picks before this, uh, before this podcast. You but, wanted to be surprised about it. Yeah, I wanted to be surprised, but you know what, Bill? I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I don't think that the Bills have looked as dominant as, they, as they've been in the past. I think that, that we have a Stefan Diggs problem. I think that he – I mean, he's he's been doing nothing but cl- complaining all year for the first three games, so – I don't know. I can just see. I can see the wheels falling off for the Bills, and um, I like uh, like like Jason said. I could see the the Dolphins winning this by a lot. Well, I will say this: I work with a Dolphins fan, another Dolphins fan. He's a huge Dolphins fan. He's from Florida, and we were talking today about this game, and we said if the Dolphins win this game, we're going to start to believe. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely. Think, I, think, I think this is the litmus test for this team. Are they? Are I they? Think if, are I they think good? if it was, I think if it was negative twenty degrees outside, yeah. the Bills would win this game, but it's not. So well, it was negative twenty last time they played them in Buffalo last season, and it was super close. And so, yeah. I, you know, it's yeah. going to be seventy-two on Sunday. I'm there telling you, you right now. I'm, I'm glad y'all are saying weather. all this. Last year, the Dolphins headed into that Bills game and knocked off knocked off Buffalo to remain to, to be the only undefeated team left in the AFC. If I'm not mistaken. I believe the Dolphins are already the last undefeated team left in the AFC. I know they I know they dropped 70 on, on Denver, and Denver is not a good football team. Miami is, and I don't think Buffalo is. I think my, I think Miami wins this game by two touchdowns. I think that I think that the Bills are just I, I don't think they have a good running game. I think that we've already we've already you you posed the question yourself. Who is Josh Allen on this show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think regardless of how mediocre the Dolphins' defense is, I think they're good enough to continue to expose Josh Allen for who he is, an overpaid quarterback that everybody everybody likes to crap on Justin Herbert out west because what has he done to get all this money? What is what has Josh Allen done to win all this money? How when, how many Super Bowls has he been to? You yeah, but he's been in the playoffs. I don't know if I'd go that far, Josh Allen's a good quarterback. Let's he's not a good put, quarterback. Let's not put him in the Justin Herbert toilet bowl that, that <laughs> I, I feel like Justin Herbert is in. He, the guy doesn't win games. He just doesn't. We have two good quarterbacks going at it, Ryan. I listen, I'm with you, but I, I just think that Miami is that much better than Buffalo right now. And as long as you keep Tua upright, I think that the Dolphins continue to dominate. Let's get to the last game here. It's going to be fun. Because uh, we're running late getting to, the, uh, getting to the game tonight here. Uh, Monday Night Football, the Seahawks at the Giants. This is a How true pick. How the hell is that a pick em? I said the exact same thing. I'm assuming it's because it's Man, at the Giants. Just not getting it's in respect. New York. Same thing happened yeah. last week. So, uh, Aaron, you, you started this off. You're saying, how is this a pick em? I'm going to I'm I'm let you answer this question. Seahawks, Giants, I think we're all going to have the same answer here. But, Y'all remember uh, what I said, what my answer was last week with the Seahawks-Panthers? 
Seahawks big. I'm going to agree with that, Bill. What say you? I hate Daniel Jones. See that? <laughs> Those are very uh, an, super anti Daniel Jones guy. Truly hey, do. real quick, yeah. I got a couple. You, you heard me. Barkley doesn't play dinner last night. Anybody. We went to dinner last night. My dad's a big Giants fan, and I started crapping on Daniel Jones, and it got heated. My dad was angry at me for saying Daniel Jones is terrible. Like that, he's a 70 passer rating. Oh my so God, far I love season. it. How do you defend uh, a guy that has a? I could almost I have a 70 passer dinner. rating. <laughs> Hey, real quick, uh, a couple bonus games. Kentucky, uh, Florida at Kentucky. Kentucky, a one-and-a-half-point favorite in this game somehow. Anybody got Kentucky beating Florida? Where is it? It's at Kentucky. That's a. Are we picking that? We're, that's a bonus game, just because it's our. It's your team. I want to know if you think Florida beats Kentucky. Is Kentucky's favored by a point-and-a-half? No. You think Florida loses to Kentucky? Yep. Both of y'all do. Okay. I think I think Florida wins. I really do. And the doing? other game, the, I'm not giving that? you any money or anything. What do you, what do you, no. you ask me for a loan or something? What no, is I just I, th- I think I think Florida wins. Uh, the other bonus game that was not going to be on the on the docket: South Carolina, twelve and a half point dog at Tennessee. They beat Tennessee as a as a double digit dog last season. Please don't. It's a night game at Tennessee. Does anybody think that Carolina can cover that twelve and a half points? I mean, they covered twenty one against Georgia. Depends on which Joe Milton shows up. I think I think just... South Carolina struggles to score twelve points, and so no. I think I think South Carolina wins again this Saturday. <laughs> I really do. This is coming I, from the man that has Justin Fields and Anthony now that, Richardson. Now that we're talking about the Homer's corner, you're gonna find out why I've got why I'm so oh, so happy about this weekend and why I think we have a shot to win in my Homer's corner segment. So much fun. Hey, yep. Aaron, this has been fun again. Appreciate you coming in last yeah, minute. We're gonna time, get, boys. We are gonna get Austin on the show at some point. He was supposed to be here tonight, but had some had some family stuff to come up and he couldn't make the show. But we are gonna are gonna have him on. Uh, hey, Aaron, thank you so much. Go enjoy the game with your folks. Tell everybody I said hello, and we'll yeah. see you soon. Absolutely. Thanks, boys. Go Lions. And Cheer. I am going to go the Lions, uh, man. Have fun. Braves postseason game. So go Braves, too. Go Braves. That's right. Oh, nobody Smart wants boys. to hear that. Hey, Aaron, Aaron Thompson, Carolina Business Equipment. Go Braves. My best friend. Personal. Yeah, his personal. He got, best he got tickets for, for through work. He's going to a Braves playoff game, Ooh, which is really cool. Stuff. I like that. Uh, Bill, we are up against it. We are, we are running late, but I don't care. This has been a really fun show. Let's get into Homer's Corner, my favorite part of the show. I'm going to let you start us off here uh, because it's – I mean, I don't know how much what, – what more you can say. I know. Uh, Baker Bill's Homer's Corner revolves around Mike McDaniel, the head coach for the Miami Dolphins. I don't know how many – obviously people that are watching us care about football, right? So if you really care about football, go check out some of the breakdowns Dan Orlovsky and Emmanuel Acho have done of Mike McDaniel's plays and the way he does things. This dude is rewriting the game of football in front of us. They put up 70 for a reason. It wasn't just the Denver played all that bad. He's doing some crazy stuff. If you watch the second uh, shovel pass play where you watch two offensive linemen run down the field with their hands like this because there was nobody to block because he had, they had the play itself fooled the defense that bad. They just instinctually ran out of the play and didn't make a play at all. So you've just got offensive linemen doing this down the field. It's really cool to watch. I mean, Mike McDaniel is showing us what a nerdy little Yale guy going through really good training with, with Kyle Shanahan can now do once he gets his own team. And it's fun. I know I said they, they're, they're going to lose. I don't really think that. I think they're going to beat the crap out of Buffalo. It's, but I want to, I just want to pick it the other way because I don't want to be wrong. So um, I do want to be wrong if my team wins, but that, that's yeah. the point. Mike McDaniel is awesome, man. Go, go, like I said, if you have time, go check out uh, Miami Dolphin Zone actually on, on Facebook. I don't. People really don't care, but it's fun to watch Mike McDaniel stuff. Exactly, former ball boy for Denver. Pedro Guillen comes in with us. Um, 
which is neat that he was. But anyway, the stuff that he is doing is crazy. If you want to see really, really neat stuff about how he's using Tyreek Hill as a blocker, go check that stuff out. It's really, it's really fun to watch. I I've been telling people before uh, Bill and I were this close that Miami was on the on the rise, and I'm again starting. I said the same thing about the Lions, and the Lions are about to go to three and one. Tonight it's all the front office, man. Miami's yeah. all the front office. They got one guy up in the front, Chris Greer. He has been doing amazing things with trades, and and they've been signing the right people, and and you know. There's a lot of the Tua versus, you know, Justin Herbert thing, and I don't think anybody's questioning that right now because everybody's talking about how Tua is going to win the MVP this year as long as he stays yeah. on his feet. I was listening to the DA show, the DA show or, or uh, Dan Patrick, one or the other, and they asked who the MVP was. Through, the Septim VP is what he called it, and mm-hmm. they said two, either Tua or Christian McCaffrey, and it couldn't have been more right. Yeah, uh, Tua um, won the AFC Offensive Player of the Month today. Well, I'm going to get away from, from pro and go back to college for my segment at Homer's Corner. Got a lot of stuff to say. Uh, Spencer Rattler for the South Carolina Gamecocks, eighth in the country in passing yards. He is 15th in the country in pass percentage. 27th in QBR in the entire country. That's not the SEC. Obviously, the SEC only being 16 teams or 14, whatever it is now. Uh, He's in the top quarter of college quarterbacks right now. He is playing out of his mind. He may be the best quarterback in the SEC. Playing, playing, playing. For a, Actually, a, an average, an average, uh, an average team with a bad offensive line, he's still playing out of his mind. I really like to see the prospect, and it's one of the reasons why I think we beat Tennessee this weekend. And two, and this is something that Jason actually brought up um, in the chat. He also wants to make sure that um, that uh, he he got in a shot. He said SC with the points against Tennessee, and it says wait, SC struggles to win twelve points. Uh, GTFOH. Um, if you can, you can figure out what, what it is. Um, Pedro also wants to give you props for uh, pronouncing his name right and gives you the utmost respect. Uh, but yeah, not not just Spencer Rattler. He's got a phenomenal wide receiver that Bill thinks is not good. Six foot three. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You're right. I, yeah, he doesn't think he's that good, but he's six foot three, over 220 pounds, but leads the leads the country. Not the SEC. Leads the country with 556 receiving yards through four games. And clocked in the fastest time in football this year. Not in the pros, not in, not in college, in all of football. At 22.3 miles an hour against Mississippi State last weekend, he caught like a little short, a short slant or a short, a short in route, and took it to the house. I had no idea he had that speed, but if Zayla Leggett can stay healthy, he's playing his way into a top two round pick. Um, and so for this for this reason, I know we don't have a run game. But between Spitzer Rattler playing out of his mind behind a, a below-average offensive line and a guy like Xavier Leggett, who if he can get in the open field, can burn some guys, I really like our chances uh, this weekend against the Tennessee Volunteers up in Knoxville. Bill, we have gone late once again. Is there anything you want to want to leave the fans with before we say sign off and say goodnight and go watch some Thursday night football? No, I think we're good, man. We're, we're, we're long, so we can just kill it. All right, everybody. Thanks for everybody being in the chat. The Buck Boys, Pedro. I, I'm going to miss a bunch of people. Mama Frick was in the chat. Uh, Aaron, obviously. You had some people that were watching both on YouTube and Facebook tonight, which was fun. Uh, Zach, I'm going to butcher this. Zach Onan came in and watched, liked, the, liked the video on Onan. Facebook. Onan, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Zach Onan was in the chat uh, or in on the on the page. And then Volley Polly giving some thoughts while he was on his lunch break. Thanks, everybody, for being a part of the show. Thanks for Aaron Thompson coming on and making picks with us for the second consecutive week. Uh, we're out of time. Make sure you come back and watch the next wrestling episode. 
that PJ, Steven, and I are bringing you here on Tap House and Touchdowns. Make sure you go like and subscribe to the Fans First Sports Network, uh, the Keep Pounding Podcast Network over wherever it is that you get your podcast to listen to my Carolina Panther show, The Cat Cave, uh, every, every Wednesday over on Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Make sure you come back and watch us live every week to talk football with Banker Bill and yours truly. For Banker Bill, it's your guy, Bully Rye. Thanks for everybody for being on the show with us tonight, and we'll see you next week right here on Tap House and Touchdowns.